This is Family Electric Ghost, and this episode is Beautiful Early Morning Dawn, an expansive sound painting. <clears throat> now, the idea of an expansive sound is um, that we use hardware synths, and we record them live onto a Zoom R24, and we don't use a digital audio workstation. The whole point of this is to have this kind of um, point-in-time uh, improvisational jazz or, you know, jam band influenced style to our music where we play the filters, which means if you have a Moog, you use all the, the dials and the knobs for the cutoff and the filters and the envelopes and the LFOs, and you play those, those, um, those dials as you record. And because of that, you get a kind of you get a situation where your recording is very unique and point in time and can't be recreated exactly using a DAW. That you're not doing this level of precision that you do in a DAW <clears throat> that creates really tight musical compositions, but sometimes they have no life and they sound tinny and they sound not vibrant. If you go back and listen to bands like the Allman Brothers, um, you know, bands like Radiohead, um, there's this feel or even like a, a classic band like Crazy Horse, compared to when Neil Young did Harvest with like Nashville studio musicians, Crazy Horse records like Zuma and um, like Time Fades Away or Tonight's the Night have this kind of loose feel that is very enticing. And I think um, sometimes in electronic music, people have forgotten that the improvisational techniques or kind of... <clears throat> Just, you know, playing the instrument rather than playing the DAW can give you a sound that's a lot more expansive and more painting-like. And what Hendrix talked about with Electric Ladyland, he, when somebody asked him about what it was, is he wants to sound painting. And that's what we like to do. So Beautiful Morning Dawn comes from a concept we had because we used to write poetry. We have some published poetry that we did back in the early, um, late 80s, early 90s. <clears throat> showing my age. So we took this idea um, that with Josephine Electric talking about um, how you shouldn't uh, try to remove yourself from the scene. You shouldn't give up because you should wake up and know that there's always going to be another beautiful morning dawn. And what's interesting with this, we started to use, we have a Yamaha mixer uh, that we incorporated into our Workflow and the interesting thing is we have like three mixers. So we initially have an MX1 performance mixer that we use in real time that lets you do all kinds of effects and apply it to the signal. <clears throat> we use that to take monophonic signals from our analog synths, like the Moog and the Arturia. Um, we have a Moog Mother 32 and an Arturia Mini Root 2S, and then we have a Moog DFAM. We take those monophonic signals and we bring them into the MX-1 and then output them as stereo into a Zoom R24. But now what we're doing is we're bringing that into a Yamaha mixer and then bringing it into the R24. What that does is it lets us use uh, the compression on that mixer. It lets us use, uh, you know, modify the gain and add effects and uh, the highs and the lows. We get a little bit more control over the signal. So we have further levels of control over the, the signal that we bring into the Zoom. 
which we just attempted on the two songs that are in this episode. Um, so that gives us some interesting control. We saw that the Behringer just released an interesting uh, digital mixer called the um, Wing, which looks pretty cool and looks like it actually has a recorder. And um, we might be very interested in that, though. We were looking at the R24 from Tascam because that's more analog. And we, with our analog gear, we might like that better. But it looks like the... Um, the wing has a lot of capability, <clears throat> and I just like to check the sound. If somebody would do uh, a comparison between the Tascam 24 and the wing, that would be cool to see. Like, if you have analog gear, is there a, a better result with the Tascam versus the wing? You know, given the modern era with all the cool things and plugins you could use, I bet the wing could probably hold its own. But you know, I want to see if the Tascam actually has has a sound quality to it that might be interesting. <clears throat> it's a lot cheaper. It's only like 900 versus 3000. So then that kind of maybe tells you that the wing maybe has a lot more capability sonically. And I know you could take the wing and put it into a show and then you'd have your own board. That would be pretty impressive. Um, let's get back into the song. Beautiful Morning Dawn has a lot of LFO modulation going on that we've been playing with um, using the math utility module for make noise, which allows you to create an LFO. Uh, we also um, are using, you can actually do like two LFOs with this machine. Um, and then we've got an LFO on the Moog um, Mother 32 and one on uh, the um, Governor for Another Mother, the DFAM. And then we've got two LFOs on our Arturia Mainbu 2S. In addition, we have a Pittsburgh uh, module 4x2 mixer or we two by four, we always get confused. But basically, you can take four VCA signals and bring them out, you know, and level them out in the Eurorack before they even hit. So they then get maybe, you know, we have four mixers because that allows us to take the voltage-controlled amplifier signals from the modular analog sense and control their levels before they even hit the um, MX1, which is pretty interesting. Um so with all this strange stuff going on, we've got this strange kind of white noise modulation happening at the beginning of the song. Um, we've got the Yamaha mixer that we use um, that's creating a distortion effect. Uh, we're using a Juno GI for a guitar, a guitar, <clears throat> running through a filter on the MX-1 mixer. Um, and then we've got a sonic profile on our Zoom R24 that we're running through. So we've got a lot of cool... Um, capabilities, and then we actually um, mastered it using Beautiful Audio, which is a an online tool that you can use on a Chromebook. It's one of the rare tools that you actually can use on a Chromebook. Um, so we use that, and then we also use like Landar, uh, which has been something we've been using for a long time. Um, so that song is 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 a strange bird. And then we've got um, this other song called Dirty Hands, which actually has the same kind of workflow. It's just more of, um, we talked about it last time, we included it here because it still has uh, a sound to it that's um, a little different than what we were doing with um, Beautiful Morning Dawn. Beautiful Morning Dawn is a more positive song trying to come out of a bad vibe and, and find positivity in life where um, the... Dirty hand. So I think we got cut off a little bit in the last um, clip, but one of the things we were looking at is, um, you know, the Jupiter XM. We always talk about since 
And this synth has been kind of denigrated by a lot of Behringer boys or the Behringer fan club because they say it costs too much. But I think what they don't understand about this, this is a little micro synth, kind of like a JDXI, which I have. Now, the JDXI has many keys. Everybody knew it had many keys, but it has a lot of capability. And this is an example. Like a JDXI has a five-part system. It's semi-analog, has analog filters, analog sound, along with supernatural sounds. And then the, the five parts, it can run through its own sequencer. <clears throat> you have a digital part, two digital parts, an analog part, drum machine part. Um, and then you've got this kind of, you, know, um, you have the drum part. So the problem with it initially was like you can only do like four parts, like four bars. But we found that if you, if you bring it into a, a, a sequencer like an Arturia Mini Boot, Arturia um, Beats the Pro, you can extend it with chain patterns. And that's where the ghost, we did a lot of our earlier records, something wicked, then to go menace uh, with this procedure. So if you look at a Jupiter XM, what it does is it has kind of system eight, but now it's got this Zen core stuff which the difference is the system eight is only eight voice and it sounds pretty close to analog. Um, the Zen core allows you to do what my, my um, Juno has been doing since 2008. It can do 256 voices of polyphony. So what you have with a Zen core is you have an emulation of a Jupiter eight uh, Juno 106. Um, you know, it's got a, a polyphonic SH 101 it's got the RD piano. Uh, it's got the Jupiter, um, what's JXAP. So what that basically does is it allows you to have, you know, that up to 256 voice, um, voice polyphony. Um, and that is something that, you know, I don't think the Behringer boys understand. Um, because like when you're, when you're writing a composition, if you've listened to us and, you know, we've been able to, to get on two record labels and you know, create all these sounds that we've done <clears throat> over the last five, six years. And a lot of it has been on our Juno. The Juno is not as sexy as a prophet, not as sexy as the Moog. And, and we have Moogs, you know, we have an Arturia. But when you're going to play uh, pads or pianos or do things that require, you know, two hands and you can't afford a $4,000 analog synth. That's not even going to be able to do that. Um, that's why you use a workstation. That's why you use like a Juno. It's a workhorse. That's why you do it. Um, because you want to be able to bring those things in. And sometimes in, in your mix, you need, sometimes you need a digital synth to, to do the things that the analog synths can't do. So, you know, what the, What they, I think the fans of the Behringer fail to understand is like, it's great you can go get an RD-808. But I've got an 808 inside my JDXI and I use it with my Beatset Pro. And then also I can use supernatural sounds. And so when I'm creating a, a, a sound painting or a sound, <clears throat> you know, experience, I use the Juno for what it can do. But I use, I mean, if I want to do a nice heavy bass, I use the Moog. If I want to do a real heavy lead that cuts through the mix, I use my Moog or my Arteria or I use my Eurorack components. I use them for what tones I need to use them for. So if you look at the, the um, Jupiter XM, the benefit of this is that you can layer a Juno with a Jupiter or an SH-101. You can mix them. 
you can use multiple uh, digital um, faux analog filters <clears throat> in a way that you can't do with an analog machine. These things, these sound capabilities are very useful and the package is very useful and you can get around the fact that it has the mini keys by either using your Juno through MIDI, which I've been doing you know, a lot with my JDXI, or you could go get an Arturia key lab and get a really nice key bed and then trigger it. And then you've got all like a sound module that gives you all this capability. So I don't think it's a, it's a bad machine. I think there are people that just can't afford it and are upset that it costs as much as it does. Uh, and that's a different issue. If you look at what it can do and tell me what synth can do that with all that polyphony uh, and, and, and give you a package. If you go to the show and you want to kick off like synth wave type sounds, it's kind of just as, it's just as valuable as a system A, but actually more valuable because you're more polyphony. So you can do a lot more layering. You could sound like the cure a lot faster than you could with an analog system because it would take you a lot to do that. You'd have to get way more expensive synth, <clears throat> like an OB6 or, uh, or a Prophet 6 or, you know, like a Moog 1 to sound like that. And that's a lot more money. Um, so, you know, if you're looking toward, you know, you want to bash rolling all the time, there's a lot of folks that use Phantoms. There's going to be a lot of people using Jupiter X's because it gives you the sounds that you want to use. Um, and you can talk about all you want, but I don't see a lot of people using Deep Minds instead of using Phantoms. More people are using Phantoms than Deep Minds. Um, you know, so more people are using Junos than Deep Minds. So uh, you think about that. So I'll talk to you later and um, you know, just think on those things. And before you bash um, any of the synth companies, look at what they can do. Uh, again, just the one to say, I mean, if you want um, FM synthesis, you're going to go to Yamaha. <clears throat> if you want Supernatural, you want Juno and Jupiter sounds, you're going to go to Roland. And if you want somebody just like replicating other people's sounds, then go to Behringer. I'll talk to you later.
Wake up, beautiful. 